So before we jump in to today's episode, really quickly, two things. One, go follow me on Instagram at Living Breely. I'm doing a social media break, but I will be posting uh, some check-in clips on Friday today of what I've been up to, what I've been loving, what I've been listening to, what I've been reading, what I've been cooking, and all of those fun things. Number two, I do not have an outline for today's podcast. So if you're coming here expecting some like quantifiable step one, step two, step three type of tips, tricks situation, um, it's not going to happen. I'm just going to be explaining to you where I've been at, where my head's been at. We're going to be talking about anxiety, um, specifically my anxiety. (laughs) We're going to be talking about, aka I'm going to be talking about. Also, I my I talk about this later in the episode. My microphone broke. I am using a like headset situation, like one of those headsets that like the uh, coaches on like football fields, like um, <laughs> referees, not referees. Yeah, they're the coaches that are that they have those like big headsets that go over the ear, ears, and they're like he's down on the fifty four yard line (laughs) clearly I know nothing about sports but I think you get the gist um so if the audio sounds better or worse please let me know somehow um like you can send me a dm you can send me an email to info at livingbreely.com let me know how this sounds because I'm really curious um I haven't purchased a new microphone yet because I want to do some research um, and see what the best ones are. But yeah, I'd really appreciate your feedback on that. Okay, we're going to go ahead and get started. Thank you guys. I missed you guys so much. I'm so happy to be back. Okay, bye. Guess who's back? It's me. It has been four weeks since I have recorded a podcast, which is a very, very long time for me. I have been podcasting for, I think it's two years. I think it was two years. Oh, maybe it's next month. I actually don't know, but I know I'm approaching two years and I have never taken a break. I've never missed an episode in two years. And... With everything going on in the world, I felt really weird just talking. (laughs) I know that sounds funny, but I just didn't know what to talk about because there was so much to talk about. And I feel like I talked about the coronavirus or the virus. I feel like I talked about... I feel like I said what I needed to say about every situation going on in the world right now. Um, And I wasn't going to be adding anything new to the conversation. I wasn't going to be contributing anything that was life-changing or going to change the way things were going or are going. Um... My state that I live in, California, got shut down again, specifically my county. So, like, the barbers, salons, nail nail salons, churches, gyms, all of that is 
closed again. And I'll be really honest, it was super tough for me. And it has been. And I feel like when I say that, I always want to say like, I know that that comes from a place of privilege and like, I should be grateful that I have a roof over my head and I have food in the fridge and I have a car to drive and I can do the things that I need to do and want to do, um, obviously within parameters (laughs) because things are locked down, but it doesn't take away from the fact that things are still pretty tough. And I think about this because I had a, a specifically the situation um, when someone tries to like tell you like, don't feel bad, like someone could have it worse. And that's always true. It's always, always true. Someone is going to have it worse than you. Like that is just how I see it. Um, but when someone tells you that, to me, I take it like they want me to just quickly bypass this emotion that I'm feeling or how I'm feeling. And I understand that the switch to gratitude needs to happen, but the switch to gratitude can't be because of someone else's lack. Um, it has to come from your own place. And a good example of this, I think, um, and I usually never talk about ex-boyfriends <laughs> or just relationships in general on my podcast because I just don't really think it's the place. I actually don't like talking about past relationships at all, ever. I just don't think that they need to be brought up regardless if they ended ended well or not well. Um, but when I was 19, 20, I was dating this guy and... It was right when my parents got divorced. My parents had just split up and I was dating this guy. I was on a lot of unhealthy behaviors at that time. (laughs) And we were talking and I was just like venting to him about, you know, everything going on with my parents. I had just decided to move out on my own and I was like paying bills and rent for the first time. Like when I tell you that I was thrown into adulthood, it was, I'm not even kidding you. It was like an overnight thing. And I was really struggling and I was just like complaining and venting and saying all of these things. His parents had been divorced since he was five and he had had a really hard life. He had had a lot of um, not great things happen to him. And at this point, I think he was 22, 23. Maybe he was a little bit older than that. Maybe 24, 25. Fuck, I can't remember. We were both young. Like, (laughs) that's still young. Um... And so I'm telling him everything going on and he's like, he's like, you know, don't even worry about it. Like everyone's parents are divorced. He's like, look at my parents. Like my parents were divorced since I was five and my dad is dead. At least your dad is still alive. And, you know, basically now looking back, I'm like, wow, what a fucking dick. (laughs) But at, at 19, 20 year old Brie, was internalizing all of this and it actually made me feel worse that I was feeling bad about my parents getting divorced because I was like, I just shouldn't care. Like, I shouldn't care. There's so many other things that I can be grateful for. And what that was doing was completely, I'm using the word bypassing a lot because that's the only thing that's coming to me right now, but I was completely bypassing 
what was going on with my parents because I felt like I had no right to feel sad about it. And looking back, obviously, like I should, I can't blame my ex-boyfriend for making me feel that way. That was just an experience that I had to learn from. Um, I'm actually really grateful now that he, that he spoke to me that way because now when someone, when a guy does that to me now, I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> excuse me. Like you don't get to tell me what I can and can't feel bad about. And so the whole purpose of me telling you this story is I think right now with everything going on in the world, it's really easy to be like, well, I shouldn't feel bad because I have this or I have that or I'm doing this or that or I'm still working. I can still do these things. Someone out there might have it worse than me or someone's already been through this situation before. Um, No matter how you're feeling, good or bad, you are entitled to feel that way. That's the only time that I like to say people are entitled. People are always entitled to feel the way that they feel. And by trying to tell someone that they should be grateful or that they shouldn't feel the way that they're doing, you are enabling them to skip over their emotions or suppress their emotions. And I think right now we're seeing a lot of people, and I know for myself, I'm realizing I have to be very aware of acknowledging accepting and then processing my emotions or else they're just getting pushed down and they're being suppressed and that manifests itself in so many unhealthy ways and one of those unhealthy ways for me is always anxiety so let's talk about anxiety (sighs) it's not fun and I feel like the last few weeks have been really bad with my anxiety and then I decided that I wanted to take a social media break. And I thought that a social media break would be a great thing, that I would be able to like clear my head and like, you know, I do it every year around holiday time. So usually after Thanksgiving to the new year, I take like a two or three month break um, because I'm busy doing things with family and like I'm stressed out. Holidays are never fun for me. That's a whole other conversation. Um... But this time, I was like, it's going to be different. Like, I'm going to feel so much better. Uh, That is not the situation. I think a lot of times people think like when they go on social media breaks that it's going to make them feel better or their anxieties and worries and stressors are going to be gone. And I do think a small percentage of those worries and anxieties go away because you're not like stuck in the comparison wheelhouse (laughs) I like to call Instagram where you're just constantly seeing the highlight reel of people's lives so this time when I went on my little social media break my anxiety actually got worse (laughs) and here is why I have done a lot of journaling around this and I feel like I know myself enough to like talk myself through these things and like really understand the root of it So the last, I don't even know how many months we've been in quarantine, what, March, April, May, June, July, five months. I have not done shit. (laughs) I think a lot of people can say the same thing. At least I hope so. (laughs) Um, 
I've been so off of my routines. Seriously. Um, haven't been journaling, haven't been doing my meditations. Getting a couple things of yoga in between here and there. Uh, not really exercising. The eating out is like ridiculous. Um, and having like snacks and just like food that I wouldn't normally have in the house, not sleeping normally. Um, all of the things that I know make me feel good. I'm not doing, there's a plane going over. Sorry if you can hear that. Um, I haven't been doing it. I just have been like, what's the point? And on top of that, you know, business things are on hold. I I came up with this analogy. I was texting my friend, Erin. I told her, I keep imagining like a shelf on the wall or a bookshelf and all of the projects and things that I wanted to get done this year that were causing me a lot of anxiety because I wasn't getting them done. (laughs) Um, They're on a shelf right now. They're next to my copy of The Crucible. (laughs) Next to my copy of um, Big Magic. They're, they're on the shelf. They're shelved for the year. They're not thrown away. I didn't donate them. I didn't give them away. They're just on a shelf sitting pretty until I can realistically get into the headspace to get them done. But because I felt so stagnant, which to me, like stagnant energy is <laughs> the worst energy. It actually makes me feel very anxious, hence why I was half experiencing so much anxiety. And so social media does this weird thing where it like tricks you into thinking that you're like somehow being productive or somehow like making progress on your goals. And it's really easy to fake that on Instagram or on any social media platform, which I could do like an entire episode about, (laughs) but I won't because I don't want to make my platform about dragging other people. Um, But I realized I was so focused on like trying to keep up appearances or to make it appear as if I was being productive and I was doing things and I really wasn't. Like it was tough. It was a tough couple last couple of weeks. And with a social media break or just not being on the platforms, um, I was taking away all of those distractions. And like with my other social media breaks that I've done um, during the holidays, you know, I had the distractions. I was busy shopping, cooking, traveling, like being with friends and family. So I had other things to, um, I had other things to focus on and taking away literally all of those distractions. I was like immediately greeted with just a lot of shadow work and work and just things that I hadn't I was using social media to distract me from, if that makes sense. Like I was using social media as it is a distraction. And I don't know why, like that never really sunk in before, but I realized like, holy shit, like if I, (laughs) like there's so much more work for me to do on myself and within my life that I just haven't been doing. Granted, I'm showing still showing myself grace and compassion, but there's also a need to kind of push yourself a little bit and be like, yeah, we're going through a difficult time, but it doesn't mean that you just stop everything. Um, you still have to do the things to take care of yourself mentally, physically, just to like live in this world, right? Um, 
And so without the time to scroll, I was kind of met with all of those like little things that I just was letting add up and being like, well, they, they don't matter. Like I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. And that's like, no, but those things make you feel good. So I really had to see that um, and understand where that was coming from. So that is why the last like two weeks being off social media, which I thought was going to be so nice and refreshing, really wasn't because then I was just met with all of my own shit. (laughs) It's kind of like, you know, you think like, okay, when the garbage guy comes and you're like, great, all of my trash is gone. But then like, there's like those bottles and like pieces of paper that just kind of like are floating on by and just like sitting in front of your house. And you're like, what the hell? (laughs) This is like where, where, where I thought I got rid of all of my trash. And it's like, no, there's still some leftover. And this is all part of life. And I've had to remind myself this. And I know that sounds so like trite. It's just part of life. It's the circle of life. No one wants to hear that. Um, but it really is. Anxiety is something that I'm actually really grateful for. I don't ever want to get rid of my anxiety because it's actually here to keep us alive and safe, right? Like that's why our primal brain has it is like if there's, you almost get in a car accident or someone comes running at you, like you want your anxiety to switch on and be like, like our fight and flight, our nervous system goes into overdrive for those particular reasons, not just like I'm watching a movie and suddenly I'm having anxiety. Um, So I never, I want to just be able to accept that when anxiety is present, it's just present and I can still do the things that I need to do and get them done. Um, You can get, you can learn to be okay, even if you don't feel okay. (laughs) Um, I know that sounds like a, what is an oxymoron? Oh, I don't remember. Um, But during this whole thing with my anxiety, you know, kind of going through the roof here, I did come find some good, great, wow, taking a four-week break kind of makes me not know how to speak. So while I've been working on my anxiety and just digging more and more into that and just doing the things that I know will get me to the point where I'm, you know, feeling a little less anxious. I've composed quite a few anxiety resources. So I do want to do a podcast episode specifically on just giving you guys some tips on um, some things that have worked for me. I think the one really good thing that has come out of this entire five months of quarantine is my friendships and just relationships with people, I feel like have gotten so much deeper. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I know that sounds so annoying. I'm like imagining, I'm already imagining myself editing this episode and being like, Bree, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Speaking of recording, I went to record this episode much earlier this afternoon and I've not touched my microphone in four weeks and I want to record something and I just recorded like maybe five minutes and I had a pause and then I came back and I went back to just listen to like an audio clip really quick and my microphone was like funky and I was like there was like a lot of feedback and background noise and I was like checking all the levels and stuff and everything looked 
Gucci. So I was like, what the hell is wrong with my microphone? Um, it's done. So I need to get a new one. I'm gonna hold on to this one as like a relic, like a keepsake. Um, so when I get like my fancy podcast studio, I can be like, look how far I came. <laughs> I had this like cheapo microphone and now I have like a super professional one. So great. I am so lucky because my dad left his he has this like headset thing that he uses for conference calls and it has like a microphone on it. So I'm using that and I'm listening back to some of this audio and I'm like, it doesn't sound horrible. I really was expecting it to be awful (laughs) and it's not. And so if it sounds good to you guys, let me know because, or maybe it sounds better. I don't know if it sounds good. Maybe I'll just stick to these. Um, I'll just grab my own pair instead of using his. The only thing is, is I don't like the headphones that go like over your ears. I don't know what it is. It's kind of, it makes me feel unlike centered <laughs> because my I, I can't hear anything. They're like the noise canceling ones. And that makes me very disoriented. I don't know how else to explain it. Not a fan. But I feel like one of those like football referees, like, you know what I'm talking about? That's what it literally looks like. It looks like a football referee headset and they're like down on the 50 yard line. (laughs) I don't know. 50 yard line. Is that a thing? Um, Yeah, that's what it looks like. So, (laughs) oh my God, did you guys miss me? (laughs) So I... We'll be back on social media. I'm doing like weekly check-ins where I'm literally just posting on my Instagram stories and then piecing out um, because I do just want to like share. I also just want to acknowledge what a weird time it is to be on the internet, like to be a content creator on the internet. Like even if you're just posting Instagram videos or doing a podcast or YouTube or any of that, um... I don't get too much into like YouTube drama and all of that, but I do remember Jenna Marbles. Um, She started becoming really big when I was in high school and now she's like quitting YouTube. And I'm like, what? I mean, I totally respect her decision. Um, But it just feels weird to me that we're criticizing people for things that they said 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 30 years ago, I think people forget, and myself included, that the world changes. What was okay one day isn't okay today. What, you know, even our language, like when I watch old movies, me and my dad just watched Citizen Kane by Orson Welles and starring Orson Welles. I was like, wow, like even just the way that they speak is different. And I think the same goes for our language, what is acceptable, where we're at as a society and as a collective. It changes so quickly and so frequently, frequently, yet the internet lives forever, you know? Um, And I think, you know, some people really do deserve to get canceled and other people I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, I'm so confused. Who and who decides this? Like, who decides who gets canceled and who doesn't? That's what I want to know. Like, who who is regulating this? Is there like a a number I can dial? Is there a board that I can, you know, plead my case? 
because I think back to like things that I said two years ago, and this is like why sometimes dating is weird for me because sometimes guys will listen to podcast episodes that I recorded when I first started. And I'm like, I don't feel that way now. I don't feel that way. <laughs> like I'm not that person anymore. And so that's also another reason why I've been really hesitant to start a YouTube channel. I know people have been asking to for me to do like vlogs or just even like a day in the life type of situation, lifestyle or, or just course content um, on YouTube. And Part of me feels like I'll eventually do that. And the other part of me is like, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to open myself up to my life being critiqued by the internet. I think where I'm at right now is a good place because I can still really choose what I want to share and what I don't want to share. But who knows, in like 15 years, my kids, my grandkids, like... <laughs> potential business deals like they're going to go back and listen or watch content that I put out and it might not be a fair representation on who I am today as a person. What I brought up about my ex-boyfriend earlier and how he was like emotionally enabling me to just bypass how I was feeling or suppress that is that all of that stuff like I had to have that experience in order to sit here and have this conversation with you guys now. Like just in the same way, like sometimes we have to mess up. We have to say the wrong things. We have to do the wrong things to realize that they're wrong and that they need to be corrected. And obviously like this is not a like right or wrong situation. Like there are things that people do that I definitely do not think should be forgiven ever are things that people do that I'm like, okay, they had to make this really bad decision in order to become the person that they are today. And I think a lot of times in order to accept other people, we have to learn to accept ourselves too and accept our past and where we've been and what we've done and be grateful for those experiences. Like I would not, even though that relationship that I was in was not healthy and it was very toxic and just, you know, judging on the place that I was at um, at that time in my life, I'm very, very grateful for that now. And I'm grateful that I recognized that because I could see myself continuing in a pattern of relationships just like that one had I not made the decision to do some work on myself <laughs> um, and to go and eventually, I, you know, went to therapy for quite a few years. So those things, and I'm still a huge advocate for therapy and have gone back and, and done therapy work in the, in the past. And I will probably always be in therapy on and off throughout my entire life. Cause I just think it's such a great, great tool and resource. I think this is all that I have to say for right now. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I have missed recording. I'm sorry that this had no uh, outline. This is very just on the cuff. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it. I 
want to kind of record more podcasts like this and just see how it goes. If you guys do like them, please tell me. Please let me know. I know I'm not on Instagram right now, um, but you can always send me an email to info at livingbreely.com. You can send me an e- a DM and I'll see it. Um, in two weeks when I jump back on. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, I really hope that you guys are taking care of yourselves. You're getting sleep, you're drinking water, you're exercising, try to chill with the, uh, booze and the weed. If you decide to do those things, um, chill with the snacks, If you want, I don't know. I'm not trying to tell anyone how to live their life. (laughs) Just telling you what's worked for me. Um, I'm I don't drink and I don't smoke, but I know a lot of people are really heavily relying on that right now. Um, so yeah, just let things come up as they need to come up and you know, do the work that you need to do or that you can do and just show yourself grace and compassion right now. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you. Mean it. Bye. One more thing. If you love this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Head over to my Instagram and tag me at living with you listening to this episode. I'd love to hear from you see you, connect with you, and know which episodes and interviews you're finding valuable. For any courses, freebies, or blog posts mentioned in this episode, you can head over to livingbreely.com or check out the show notes below.